In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Good everyone, and welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles Live. I am Ron Kulik, your host, the gatekeeper to the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England's own Van Helsink. With me, my co-host, the lead investigator for East Bridgewater's Most Haunted, and Runway Kerrigan. Good evening, Ron. How are you? I don't know. I mean, I went to the doctors. He said I should have voice therapy. What do you think? <laughs> I think he made me onto something. Yeah, you know, I used to have this great Barry White voice. Hello, if you've been loved and made love, but somehow over the years it has disappeared. So, anyways, you are listening to Ghost Chronicles Live on Tojinet, Pararex, Ghost Channel, and Dion. So, what have you been up to, the young lady? Besides us uh, screaming and pulling your hair out over stupid pictures or something, I don't. Know. <laughs> I've been having a few editing issues today, but. They are uh, under control. The life of an editor, right? Yeah, whatever. You know, I, and I keep telling you this, but you've got to, you know, just don't even think about it. It just, you know, you know it's going to work out, and it, it does. Okay. All right. Just go with the flow, and it'll always be all right. Absolutely. Something like that. <laughs> all right. I will try and take your advice. Really? I mean, out. yeah. Hey, you know, do you believe in, like, people come back to help you out? Yes, absolutely. I'm talking about dead dead people. I do. Yeah. Kind of like a, uh, you know, guardian angel. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. So, I mean, some of the hauntings that we run into are, you know, they're, like, on purpose. On purpose? Yeah. Those people are back here for a reason. Oh, right. 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 The spirit guides, things like that, absolutely. Spirit guides are so yeah. clinical. Yeah. yeah, well. Whatever. You like guardian angel better? Guardian angel is more to the point. Okay. Well, do, you think you have, do you think you have a guardian angel? No, I mean, I was talking to my mom today. My mom's like 98, okay, mm-hmm. and uh, my wife went through cancer for like three years and stuff, and she had problems and things, but my mom always told her, he says, you know, if you ever have problems and things, always talk to her mother and her brother who have both passed. Mm-hmm. And I really believe in that. I believe that you do, if you need help, those those are the ones you talk to. You, you talk to uh, your spirit guides, your guardian angels, those 
mm-hmm. who are here to help you, and they're here all the time. I agree. I would agree with that. I would agree yeah. with that. And I, I have a friend who passed away um, a few years ago very suddenly, and I really feel like sometimes she's there. Yeah. Honest, honestly, I do. Oh, I think cool. she's responsible for some of the directions that I've gone in. And now, how do you know she's there? I just... I. I'm doing different, I don't know, I, I mean, I'm doing different things in my life um, that I, I think I might not have done before, like, you know, I'm in this whole new workout and exercising thing the last few years, and I really felt like... Oh, really? So, like, you're a babe now? Yes. Oh, wow. Of course. Yes, I haven't seen you for a while, huh? Well, geez, you can see me every day on Facebook. Oh, yeah, that's right. Right? <laughs> that's the real me. Oh, really? I thought, you know, it's, I thought it was yeah. like one of those earbrush specials. Yeah, right. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. You're welcome. But, um, no, I, I, I just, um, I like to think that she kind of gave me a boot in the ass and got me, got me headed in that direction because I, I wasn't before. And it was a, it was a new thing for me. Mm. So, yeah, you know what's interesting, too, is, is whenever I go to some place and, there are like a lot of mediums out there who, you know, tell you you got somebody with you, yada yada yada, you know. And you know that I don't really jump on every medium, although right. whatever mm-hmm. that didn't quite come out the way I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but Moving you always tell me you got this, you know, you got this old lady with you, yeah 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 yeah. I see this old lady, yeah 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 yeah. I see this old lady, yeah yeah yeah. Okay, I went to a book signing and there was a medium there, and she came up. And she says, "You've got this beautiful woman with you, yada yada." It's like, whoa, really? Ooh, nice. Okay, I'm liking this. I oh, think. now you're paying attention. Now I'm paying attention, right? <laughs> so who's this hot chick that's following me around? I, you know, I gotta, I gotta go. But anyways, that's enough about me. We do have a show to do, and yeah. we have two great guests: uh, the fearless ghost hunter Scott Morrow. And my favorite haunted person, S.E. Thomas. So why don't we bring him on? Awesome. Hey, guys, you there? Maybe? Okay. Now they are. Hey, guys, I'm here. Okay. <laughs> are you? Uh, Hi there. There's one. S.E., hey, you there? I'm uh, here. I'm here. How you doing, guys? Good. Hi, S.E. Hi. No, no you, guys, you guys actually have your own radio show, right? Yes, we do. And uh, what is it? And what is it? Talk. Go ahead. This is the Fearless Ghost Hunter on Blog Talk. We just had you on recently. Well, <laughs> I know the show. We're, we're actually having a little bit problem with the volume. I, I, I told them to bring it up, so hopefully we can hear you a little better. Uh, Ann, can you hear them all right? Yes. I can. It's me again, isn't it? I knew it was me. Always you, Ron. Mm-hmm. So anyway, your show is called The Fearless Ghost Hunter. It is on Blog Talk, and it is broadcast live. What time? 10 o'clock on Sunday nights. Well, this Sunday being the 4th of July, we're actually going to do a show on Friday, about 3 o'clock for UK people. I sometimes I do a show at 3 o'clock on Friday just because it's a five-hour difference in the UK, and I have some friends over there, and I interview some people from the UK. So this Friday, I have a UK person on, so it's at 3 o'clock Eastern time uh, this Friday with the... Uh, Author bringing out a new book. Okay, and who's the author? Samantha Brown. She's bringing out a book called Exercising Demons. Really? 
Yeah, it's not a workout video or anything like that. It's, uh, <laughs> That's what I was thinking. You know, I mean, the ant could go for that. That's right. It's right in my alley. <laughs> now, it's actually, I'm reading it now. She said it actually got released today, and it's basically the history of uh, demons and, you know, stuff like that. And, you know, it approaches it from a spiritual plus a medical background because she has a medical background in uh, psychology. So... I think she wrote it because she gets tired of hearing all, everybody saying everything's a demon. So she wrote a book talking about, you know, historically, you know, where demons come from, what they are, what they aren't, you know, some things in the past where people have considered, uh, you know, demonic, you know, or exorcisms as, as a choice when it was really a mental illness and things like that. She doesn't say that, that exorcisms aren't real, but she says they're more rare than, than people make them out to be. Because, I mean, you see TV today, everything's a demon, everybody needs an exorcism. I mean, <laughs> it's crazy. So well, it's we, actually we, very interesting. At least in their wallets. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and it, it, it's crazy like that. So I got her on just, I'm, I'm about seven chapters into the book, and it's really interesting because it covers a lot of different things, how the media looks at it, um, how TV portrays it now, um, you know, from a psychological point of view, even goes back as far as Socrates and, and and all those guys are looking at different things such as epilepsy um, mm -hmm. and things like that. So it's, it's a pretty broad uh, view of of, uh, of this because I think it's, you know, everything's, everything, you ask anybody today, everything's a demon. Nobody really has a, a haunting anymore. Whatever happened to good old-fashioned ghosts? <laughs> I mean, seriously. It, it just seems like the, the good old-fashioned ghosts went away and demons kicked the ball out and moved in. At least according to TV, that's what happened. So do, you, so, do you think that this is, so it's a media-induced uh, state of mind, demons? Demon frenzy. Demon frenzy. Because, <laughs> yeah, because I think that if you look at something such as, uh, you say, well, I, I do ghosts, I hunt ghosts, or I'm a paranormal investigator, something like that. People are like, oh, well, that's, that's funny. If you say, oh, I'm a demonologist, which everybody seems to be these days, uh -huh. Then you know you you people are like ooh you think demons yes see the dark path. <laughs> so demon hunters are much more important than just normal ghost hunters. I think I think they make themselves out to be that way. <laughs> well, well, I mean, I, 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 I would equate them to be like the Yodas of of the paranormal industry, maybe, <laughs> <laughs> or they think they are. Great analogy. <laughs> yes. Excellent. Well, recently we went out to uh, a convention in Indiana, and there was a couple guys up on stage who remained nameless. Um, but it was kind of funny. It, it, it was, Play nice, Scott. I'm nice. Mm. But it's funny because they they make themselves out to be these, you know, like uh, people consider me a celebrity. Like, oh, come on, please. Whoops. Somebody's got a hum back. Feedback. Yeah. But, you know, people consider themselves celebrities. I'm like, how can you be a celebrity? Or how can you be a superstar? How can you be the Yoda of basically something nobody can prove? I mean, if you can prove ghosts exist, Amazing Randy's got a million bucks down down the floor for you. <laughs> right. And, you know, and you know, like if there was one TV show on TV, that's where they all are, but... Um, <laughs> Where a guy's sitting there talking with a digital thermometer telling you ghosts drop the temperature at exactly 67 degrees, 74 or something in the room. That's right. 666. Drop the temperature. 
Wait a minute, not 666? No, not 666. Damn. But he dropped the temperature exactly to 67. Mm -hmm. He went to 66. He said, no, I said 67. Bring it back up. And the ghost brought it back up. Really? That's what I'm talking about. Amazing. (laughs) But, you know, some of the hauntings are are very frightening to people. And they they liken them to to demonic entities because of what they see. Because, really, if you think about it, 10 years ago, before TV shows came out with with, uh, all the stuff that's on now, how many times did anybody ever ever hear somebody having a demon? Never. <laughs> Me either. Yeah, it was something that come around Halloween, and mostly it was just talking about ghosts. Hans Holzer, Ed Warren, and beyond, maybe a couple others. Right. That's it. Now, I mean, every time you turn around, there's a thousand experts out there. Most of them are younger than 20 <laughs> um, that are out there that have been doing it for, you know, it's one of my jokes of my show is, true is that I got a call when I first started from a 24-year-old demonologist that had been in the work for 21 years. Really? Yeah. Wow. Wow. Almost wow. So a, pro- almost a prodigy for you. <laughs> I, I mean, I believe that. I, I'm sure I was that way, too. <laughs> 60 million years ago. <laughs> what are you saying, Ron? <laughs> but, you know, I mean... Recently, we got a chance to watch the um, the episode that Ron you did up with the uh, lighthouse thing. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, right. Yes, yeah, we did watch that. That that. Uh, hmm. <laughs> so, so what is your comment on that? What, what are you trying to say, Scott? That's what I'm trying to get at. I just said I, I said we watched it. It was pretty cool. Now, the guy that was there from the American Builder Show. He seemed to pretty much, did you ever kind of, when when uh, the woman went into the trance and was talking all gruff voice, did he get a little freaked out on that, or was he okay oh, with that? That's what I kind of thought. I kind of wanted to see more of his reaction to that, because, man, I'd have had to have a fresh pair of pants for that one. He started doing, <laughs> doing the growling <laughs> For those who don't know what we're talking about, is is this was the American Builder episode that we, the Halloween special we did with the American Builder. They basically gave us one of their construction workers, Jimmy, who's a big, pretty big dude, and uh, they dropped us off by boat at uh, New London Ledge Lighthouse, and we spent the night there, and they taped the thing. But uh, during the night, we did this uh, communication. Maureen is a transmedium, and she was. we were holding hands at the time, but the, the thing of it was is that her grip was so strong. Okay, now, this guy is a big dude. I mean, he's got guns for arms. And uh, his fingers were actually turning purple. And th- that's how much pressure she had. So, I mean, I, I try to tell her, you know, tell, try to explain to people that when she does this trans stuff, she gets so much stronger. And it, it's really, they don't understand that. But, I mean, she's tossed me across the room. Wow. Yeah, I like I liked what he said. Um, I haven't felt that grip since my wife was having her, our child. <laughs> that pretty much explains it all. I, I think that was a nice way of saying it, yeah. I think he said it a little differently. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was funny. It's a pretty spooky-looking place, too. I mean, um, mm. she was picking up a bunch of stuff, and I'm, I'm looking at the lighthouse thinking, wow, if I got trapped on the roof of the lighthouse, I mean, you're surrounded by water. You take a big jump and head for the water. <laughs> but probably deceptively larger than you think. It was a big place, and uh, it, it was interesting 
unfortunately, the Coast Guard has stopped uh, allowing people out there, so that kind of killed that. Mm-hmm. Oh. Party poopers. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Unlike we- uh, Portsmouth Lighthouse, which actually I'm on the board of trustees, where we conduct uh, uh, haunted tours for the Friends of Portsmouth Lighthouse, and also we have a, a ghost hunt schedule, which I think is almost sold out, if not sold out, in September there, so that's kind of cool. But yeah, the, we do a lot of work with the uh, Lighthouse Association and, and raise money for the different ones, which is kind of cool that we can do that. I mean, I think that's part of our role as, you know, giving back to the community. Would you yeah, I mean, agree? it's good whenever it's good whenever the paranormal can help out historical places. Mm-hmm. I think it's a it's a it's a good shot in the arm to historical places whenever they can have a, you know, a supposedly a supposed haunting or a haunting, and people can and they're they're nice enough to allow people to come in and investigate it, and you know, make a couple of bucks here. You know, the one thing I don't like about stuff like that is when they make it so out of reach expensive that. Mm-hmm. It's not even funny. I mean, uh, well, you know, you got to look both sides of the coin on that. First of all, uh, yeah, I agree on certain cases. Uh, for instance, if the, if you make it, for instance, there was this other group, a spinoff group from us. A uh, guy was on the uh, research arm, started his own group, which is fine. There's, you know, there's plenty of ghosts out there for everyone. Uh, but and he, he actually <laughs> did an event, and he charged $15 a person. Well, the place was really, really small, and he had like 80 people in it. So what does that give you? You know what I'm wow. saying? Does it give you a good experience? No, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. So if you, you, you've got some value, so you have to charge a, a value for the, the product you, that you're, uh, you, you know, you're giving. So, I mean, that's kind of what you have to do, I, I believe, anyways. I think 15 bucks is really cheap. I think 50 bucks is fair if you're doing yep. something that's limited to a certain amount of people. Yep. Like There's a place um, that I wanted to go it's in this area. I won't mention it. Mm-hmm. But they said, well, we do, we do overnighters. Well, their overnighters considered um, 11 to 2. Okay. They said you can take 12 people. I'm like, okay. How much is it? 4,500 bucks. Ouch. Wow. Ouch is not the word. And <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me? I said, you know how much money? That? I said, that's a lot of money for someone to cough up for, for like three hours. Well, if you right. want to do it, it's worth it. I'm like, it's not worth it to me. <laughs> and I asked him, I said, how many people have done this? She goes, well, nobody. I'm like, get the hint. <laughs> yeah, right. So, but you know, and some places are just, some places are really good. They they do a good job of things, and some pe- some places just continually raise their prices. And right. it's like, okay, guys, you know the economy is really bad. If you want to, and they're complaining because nobody's coming in. What you know, last year when it was fifty dollars, it was you know that's manageable. Right, people right. can do that. But you raise to a hundred dollars, and it's the exact same thing, and you're giving no more value added to it. You know, you're going to get. You're going to get a half to a quarter of the people, and you're wondering where all your business went. Your business went down the tubes because you, you raise your price out of the out of the price range of everybody. I, you know, that's one of the things that I, I just, you know, I see both sides. I know both sides of the coin. They have to make X amount of dollars, right. but if you were surviving for ten years on X amount of dollars, and then people, then the, the paranormal realm comes up, you raise your price a little bit, but you don't double and triple it. 
Right. right. You know, in America, we're lucky because we there's a lot of venues you can do that doesn't cost you anything. In the UK, right. it costs you a fortune to do anything. You know, all these castles and everything, you can't get in there for free. You have to, you have to pay for that. But, you know, it has come to America. People are raising, you know, money for a certain... I mean, it all depends. I mean, for instance, if you, for instance... Do with the ghost hunters. I don't know what they charge, but it's. I, I'm sure it's decent money. Um, but it depends what you can draw. I mean, uh, I'm not even coming across right on this. For, for instance, okay, we're doing a uh, uh, a ghost hunt at a lighthouse that's on an island. It's for the Friends of Wood Island Light. I mean, they're only going to take 18 people in this thing. It's a hundred bucks a piece. All the money goes there. So a hundred dollars for that night there is reasonable to me. Because you have a rare opportunity to go there. I agree, 50, 60 range for a normal ghost hunt, uh, as long as you're not too crowded, is good. But, I mean, I don't know. Maybe we should, you know, form, uh, make a chart up of what we sh- people should be charging for ghost hunts. I don't know. Is that what you're saying? No, I'm just saying that, that I think that right now the paranormal is a hot thing. The people that have things are kind of raking the paranormal people across the coals mm. because it's a hot thing. And I understand supply and demand, but, you know, there's a lot of places around. Right. And there is. you might want to go there once, but, you know, with paranormal people, we're the, like the only people that will come back time and time and time again mm-hmm. to visit because we like to go back and see what else we can discover. But I, I think it's I think people have just kind of turned their backs on it. I can give you an idea of, uh, of cost one time. One of the places I went, I took like 40 people, and people complained there was too many. Mm-hmm. Then I come to find out that there was, a big, there was a big convention down there where they had 150 people per night for two nights. They had 300 people, and they charged $300 a head for the night. $300 a night? Oh, my yep. God. Wow. And who the hell is in that money? That's for, crazy, me, for me, if I have 150 people, I better have a place like... Really, 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 really big. (laughs) Because 150 people, I don't care where you are, you're going to be tripping. I mean, if you had 150 people in Alcatraz, you'd be tripping over each other. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's that's a lot. It's a lot of money, and you know, it's it's. I don't know. I I just I just think that a lot of these things. I I like the conventions where you go learn some stuff from people. You have your speakers like John Zappas and those guys, Mm -hmm. where you can learn some stuff off of them, and that that's great. But I just think just. You know, hanging out with somebody for for a night for a couple hundred bucks because they have a TV shows. Think first, guys. I mean, I right. think there's just uh, just a little bit, you know, better that you can spend your money on. I mean, um, but that's just me. People want to, but you know, I don't know. It's crazy. <laughs> I think it's just kind of got out of hand with with the whole paranormal. Yeah, thing. but and it, it's always been that way, Scott. I mean, you look at mediums and everything. I mean, you get mediums that charge enormous amount of money. You know, for and then you get others that, that don't. I mean, wh- what is the value? I don't know. Are you, because you spend a lot of money and you get John Holland, is that better than, uh, you know, spending a less amount of money and getting Robin, uh, somebody or other? So, I mean, you know, I mean, I, really, I, I, think I don't know. You have a medium. I'm not really I'm not really hung up on mediums, to be honest with you. I think there's some good ones. I think there's some bad ones. I think there's a ton of Charlotte. Yeah. But I think that it, it depends on what you – because – there's a lot of charlatans because mediums, I believe, are someone that can take advantage of a greeting person. 
you know, if you walk, if I walk into a room, there's there's a book called The Art of a Cold Read. If I walk into a room, mm-hmm. and I know a few things say, let's say I have 100 people, and I say, I'm getting a reading from a man recently uh, passed away from cancer. How many people do you think going to raise their hand? Quite a few. Quite a few. And I say few. his name was Bob, Bill, Robert. And I started looking around, see eyes light up. I'm like, man, I'm standing behind you. Yeah, I just—I mean, tell me something specific. Don't don't tell me something like this. Say, he's telling me that the time he took you to see the World Series. Remember the guy that got the hair in his beard? That's specific <laughs> enough for me to believe it. Right. You know, that's kind of where I go with it. And yeah. um, totally agree. It, it, but there's some people out there that are very good. I mean, there's some people out there that that you know, uh, I think are very good. Uh, you know, I've interviewed. A few psychics, and I think they're they're all very good. I mean, they've they've had some stuff. And I usually test them on Essie, so um, <laughs> you get a little for that. <laughs> She's kind of like the psychic guinea pig for the for the, you, you for test the show. With Essie, nice. yeah. I, because uh, I'd say, well, can you tell something about what's happened to Essie recently? Oh, yeah, and, and you know what? It, it's been surprising some of the things that have happened. Some of the things come out that really, you know, have shook mm-hmm. her up. Oh, absolutely. The, the, the problem with, I mean, I can understand uh, mediums who do readings for people. I mean, that's one thing. But when you have mediums that, for instance, go on a ghost hunt uh, and they give you impressions, uh, that's a little more interesting. I find that, uh, to me, that's where, where we really should be using mediums more than just reading people. But uh, that's my own opinion. But, um, you know, they can bring so much to the table if they're any good. That's the thing. Yeah, I think so, too. And I think that if I had a medium that I could work, I, I do have someone, I work with Debbie Elward every once in a while. Debbie was actually very, very helpful. And Essie just recently had a haunting in her house that, that was really, I think he would have impressed you, Ron. It's more really? like, <laughs> there's nothing to be skeptical about in this, this puppy. This was a very, very unusual one. Um, and, you know, Debbie Elward was come down with John Zaffis, and she really helped out a lot. I mean, the, the stuff she came up with was great and kind of helped move everything along since then. Knock on wood, everything's been fine since then. I, I think we're going to talk a little bit about that after the break, but we're going to take a break right now. And uh, we are talking with um, S.E. Thomas and Scott Morrow, the fearless ghost hunter. And i got to find out how the hell he got that stupid name. It's almost as bad as Van Helsink. Uh, anyway... <laughs> You are listening to Ghost Chronicles Live on TojiNet, Pararex, Ghost Channel, and Beyond, and we'll be right back after the following messages. Welcome to Tokinet, radio with a cutting edge. They're creepy and they're kooky, mysterious and spooky. They all talk ugly kooky, the Parax family. The shows are paranormal, not stuffy but informal. The topics are abnormal, the Parax family. They're strange. Unrestrained. So grab your favorite brew. It's time 
rendezvous as we give the awards to the Miller X family. Hi everybody, this is Pete Six of Beatles and Beyond. Why don't we all come together and hear some of the tracks off the latest Beatles release on this radio station. Why don't you look up the schedules on this radio station and join me and Beatles listeners everywhere to hear these latest releases from the Beatles on Beatles and Beyond with Pete Dix. Moron, I guess you could say, um, because you know the, you see these people out there that on TV and stuff like that. They're like, I've never been afraid a day in my life. Nothing's ever scared me. I've never <laughs> jumped in my life, and I'm like, Sounds oh. like Van Helsing. <laughs> yeah, well, I like Van Helsing. You know, it's a pretty cool name. But but yeah, I thought yeah, any anybody's ever been out on an investigation, never jumped, never thought, never been a little weird about or something like that. Is a liar. So I just threw down fearless ghost hunter as kind of a kind of a joke against the entire community, I guess you could say. Because you know when you go out there and, and you're investigating things, you do get startled. If something happens, a book falls, you get startled. If something weird happens, like you have a medium that kind of starts growling and squeezing your arm and your head starts spinning, you're going to crap your pants. I mean, so and, come on. And and you got to let me sit here and take this stuff from this guy. <laughs> Yes. You you realize that I Van know. Helsing has never been afraid of anything. He's never been scared of anything. <laughs> never <laughs> even flinched. And <laughs> and if you saw that 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 DVD on on the uh, whatever that was, you would realize why. Because when I'm dealing with that, nothing scares me. Well, okay. Let me ask you two questions then. Yes. Okay. You weren't afraid when you had a tranny ghost following you around. <laughs> a what? That, that tranny ghost, and that would scare the hell out of me. And um, and you jumped me. No, no, I wasn't scared. So I was protecting myself, my friend. <laughs> he had his special mix with him. Yeah, yeah I'll bet he did. His special blend. <laughs> yes, go on. <laughs> so you know those two things would would you know jump in mediums too. That would probably kind of scare the crap out of me. Too, <laughs> but I mean, I mean, here I am with a car with with a spirit trying to trans trans trying to uh, channel through Marie while she's driving. I mean, that would scare most normal people. So I yep. mean, there it goes down to. I'm not normal. There you go. There you go. We well, we didn't, we didn't count for the Abby normal part <laughs> in the world. <laughs> But, I mean, it's funny because you see the guys on – it's probably my favorite show on TV is the show uh, Ghost Adventures. 
Mm-hmm. And, and I like the show because every time in that show, one of the guys goes, oh, my God, and comes running out of someplace when something falls over. <laughs> it just cracks me up. And, and I remember watching one of, of Bobby Mackey's Music World when they were there. And they're down at the well, and they're talking all this crap and you know, all this stuff. And earlier on in the show, something happened to the camera guy. And he was, like, freaked out, like, I want to get out of here. And, and Zach's like, we have to be brave. We have to be this. We have to be that. And then later on, Zach, well, apparently in the show, gets scratched by something. He pulls up his shirt, and he's like, this is, you know, bull crap. And he, he's looking like he's getting ready to head for the door. And the camera guy goes, no way, buddy. Nope. I stayed, you're staying. <laughs> and the camera goes off, and it comes back on, and Zach's all brave again. But I guarantee that big camera guy was like, hey, hey, hey. Two hours ago, when I was ready to crap my pants, you made me stay, so you're sticking it out, too. <laughs> but, you know what, Scott? I, I'm trying to figure out, you know, because what do you what do you define as fear? I guess, you know, uh, uh, scared. I mean, I, I'm not quite sure how to define that. Uh, if it's something no, no, no. That... I, mean, I mean, like, when you naturally being startled when something happens, like if you're in some place and something falls over, gets you by surprise, you jump. Um, well, not if you did the amount of drugs I did back in the 60s. <laughs> well, that explains a lot nice. of it, I think. No, I'm just kidding. Do not, do not, uh, this, the uh, opinion of Ron Kolick is not the opinion of uh, Toji Netta or any of its affiliates. <laughs> Good catch. Good catch. But, you know, I think everybody, when you go out on investigations, just the unknown of what's going to happen, your, your senses are very heightened when you're around someplace. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, when something, you're, you're like hypersensitive, so when something happens, um, you know, if something happens, like like a door slam, something like that. I've had a door slam in my face before. Um, a couple things, you know, that have fallen down. You know, nothing like nothing's ever floated across the room, or no one's head spun around, anything like that. But you know, you're hypersensitive, and you kind of jump. You know, it, it, it's like you have anticipation of something going to happen. And sometimes weird things happen on investigation. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was on an investigation where everything happened with this uh, ball of light come flying across, and like freaked out everybody in the room but me because it was behind me. I didn't even see it. Damn. And the, the guy was talking to me right before they go on, was basically just talking smack about, oh, nothing scares me. I'm not scared of anything. And all of a sudden, he's like, oh, my God. Uh, and I'm like, what? And he's like, how can you freak out? I'm like, I don't even know what you're talking about. The people behind me were screaming. It's like ball <laughs> light came through the room right behind me and, and kept going. I didn't even see it. And I thought they were full of crap. I'm like, oh, come on, guys. But So what's a place, Scott, um that, that comes to the front of your mind when we say, where's the place that you've ever been the most scared? This radio show. <laughs> Besides this radio show? Probably Besides my house when show. I was a kid. Your when house? I, when I, grew, I, I grew up in a very haunted house when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I didn't find the history of the house until after we moved in, which really wouldn't have stopped us from moving in. But my room happened to be the room the guy hung himself in. Oh, nice. Nice. So... Oh. Um, but everybody saw something in my house. My mom saw something. She saw like a hooded figure bent down looking at her one night. She said like a monk. Uh, mm-hmm. My dad used to hear somebody walk through the living room and up the stairs and shut the bathroom door. Mm-hmm. Uh, my sister saw like a dress floating in one of the rooms. In fact, like seven or eight people saw the same thing in this one bedroom. Wow. Um, and one night I heard somebody breathing right behind me, and I was home alone. That really oh, freaked oh, oh, me out. Uh, you know, and, and things like that. I mean, the house was definitely, that's probably the, the place that, that comes to the forefront of the places. just kind of scares me because, you know, 
I don't know whatever happened to it in the house, but the story was the the people lived there before us. The son was big time into playing Ouija boards and crap like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, our dog. We had a um, we had a uh, a Nor- Norwegian elkhound, and mm-hmm. she would sit at the at the bottom of the steps and look up into the darkness upstairs and have her teeth bearing, growling like crazy. And oh, when you try to go up to bed, she would just try to stop you from going up. Uh-huh. And, you know, the dog starts growling and everything. My mom's like, time for bed. And I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. <laughs> ah, creepy. Oh. But, but wow. you know, really a creepy, creepy, creepy house. And, you know, a How lot of experiences. What's that? How long did you live there? Uh, in that house, probably about probably about twelve years. Wow! Yeah, that's that's a long time to live with that. Yeah, tell me. Well, you know what? The bank wouldn't approve that that loan for the for a kid. You know, <laughs> <laughs> when I was ten and tried to use my snow shovel money to buy a new house, they kind of turned me down. So I had yeah. to stick with it. Right. That's what, what everybody asked. Buddy? Buddy? What about What's Essie now? You know, Scott, you do a lot of the talking, and, uh, you know, Essie's a good-looking woman, so why don't we have her on and get her two cents in here? She's not just a pretty face. She's an intellect. <laughs> and I agree. Well, oh. <laughs> no, I just I just like the behind-the-scenes stuff. That's why, that's why I let him do the talking. He's better at it than I am. Yeah, no, but you're talks fine. like a freaking yeah. woman. Well, just never shuts you know, up. Uh, talk about the, the haunting that you had, I mean, <laughs> the case we just had. Well, I was. Uh, my question to Ron was going to be: Okay, if you're in, if you're if you've never been frightened or scared on any of your investigations, yeah, I mean something's had to have freaked you out at some point. It's actually that I'm so much into the mode that it doesn't. I mean, I've had a lot of crap happen to me through, you know, hundreds of investigations and. Really, nothing has, you know, maybe go or jump back or or anything. Uh, You know, I mean, we've had windows smash, uh, you know, dealing with Maureen, of course, trans-channel and being tossed across the room, uh, you know, having spirits tell you they hate you, they're going to kill you. I mean, stuff like that is all cool. But you're you're so wrapped up in the moment that it really, it doesn't do that to me for some reason. It's almost like a... A surgeon, and I'm not sure, look, trust me, I'm not trying to say like I'm this great guy or anything. I'm just trying to tell you uh, the way my emotions are, and it's just, it's just like a surgeon. It's just, I'm so wrapped up in the, the investigation and worried about my team, worried about Maureen and, and what's going on, that, that it's not the fear. There's nothing really that stops me. I'm being looking for this crap to happen, and I expect it to happen. If it happens, it's, I'm ready for it. You know, I mean, it's not like that, Really, anything is stopping me. I mean, I've, I've been given a lecture and have a book come fly across the, the room at me. And, <laughs> you know, I mean, that would kind of like, but no, it's just, I, I, I can honestly say it. And I'm not, like I said, I'm not trying to make myself up as any saint or anything else. It's just it's just the way it is. It's just, like I said, probably those drugs back in the 60s. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I, 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 go ahead. I was just going to ask, it is just, I'm going to ask something. This ties directly into Essie, um, so she can talk about it. Did, did you ever have an, Did you ever live through a haunting run? Live to a haunting? Define as have one at your house, like Essie's thing. I don't even believe it. Okay, see, she took a class of mine, and we went over to investigate her house. 
Yeah. And one thing I invent, uh, that I said to everybody was, hey, you know, hauntings are really fun until it's at your house and everybody leaves <laughs> and then right. you're still there. You still so, got it. <laughs> so let's expound on that, Essie. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's just say that this experience that I've had definitely makes me more of an empathetic uh, investigator, I think, because I think, um, you know, going through what I have gone through just puts me in that person's shoes. And uh, some of the things that happened here were pretty intense. Um, Scott will tell you, you know, four o'clock in the morning phone calls that he's received from me. And, (laughs) um, you know, and it's been going on now. Heavily, it was going on probably the last, I'll say, couple of months, but it's been going on for about three years now. You know, it would come and go, and, you know, things would get a little active, and then it would bite down. And um, But the last couple of months, I would say, it's been pretty intense, and it it rakes at you after a while. When When you know you can't go into your room and lay down and go to sleep and know that you're safe, and that you're not going to wake up to something, um, it's a disconcerting feeling, definitely. So that kind of sucks. Wow. Yeah, it does. And, um, if, you know, to me, if uh, you talk about being scared, but to me, have something invade my house like that would not be good. I would not appreciate that. And, mm-hmm. and so, you know, in, in my bedroom, for instance, I, after the years of doing this, I mean, I go on, I got one crucifix on one wall facing another crucifix on the other wall. I've got uh, rosary beads on all the uh, posts of the bed. I have a rosary bead on, on the uh, nightstand. I have uh, things blood vial out on the nightstand. I have uh, crystals in the, the area. I, you know, I, I take precautions. I'm not stupid. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, so... To me, that would be a hard thing. If, if maybe if I was living through that, maybe uh, fear would come in. I don't know, but to yeah. me, to prevent that, I, I always, you know, I, I take my, you know, I take precautions. To me, I don't want that stuff to happen. Like the the uh, the transit to follow me home. I just sprayed, uh, you know, everything <laughs> with the uh, special blend. It's, you know, I didn't want it at home. It's as simple as that. And, and maybe it's my, my hockey player mentality where, you know, I, you know, you don't back down from stuff. You just, you know, deal with it. I mean, uh, I was uh, the oldest hockey player in a league, and there was a lot of punks there that really didn't like me too much, and uh, I don't know why. But uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, you just can't back down. And I think it's the same way that I, the same approach that I do the paranormal. It's just like, you know. Well, the problem with with Essie's thing was you never knew when it was going to happen. You didn't, we kind of knew what triggered it. We didn't know when it was going to happen or even if it was going to happen. This was a complete surprise because there was never any there was never any violent thing happened at the house ever with the haunting. You would hear like somebody walking upstairs. You might hear a whisper here and there, and that was about it. That was the whole haunting, um, and it escalated from that to you know. I don't even know if you want me to say what happened, Essie. Do you want me to? No, you, you, absolutely. I'm fine right. with it. I would, you know, I would actually got... rather you say it. So if I'm not saying it in my own surrounding, okay. I'm sitting in my bedroom right at the moment. So mm-hmm. Well, she got. She called me one Sunday, and she got drug out of bed and had scratches all over her back. Oh, my God. And later so that, that would piss me off. 
that I mean, that's that's very intimidating when that happens. It's very frightening. Um, it was she had a dream, and when she woke up, she was out of bed, and she called me immediately, and I said, "Well, you know, are you okay?" She's really upset. I'm trying to calm her down, and she goes, "My back's burning. It feels like they're scratched." And she pulled her shirt up, and there were scratches on both sides of her back. Wow. Ouch. And you know that you know when I found her that day, I went over. A few minutes later, and I found her, like, you know, kind of sitting in a corner, cowering. But, I mean, you would I think anybody would be if that happened to him. And then later on that night, she um, she had woke up with a scratch on her arm and an initial. Oh, my God. Now, the scratches in her on her back looked like someone had fingernails and did them. The scratches on her on her forearm looked like they were done with a, with a blade. Mm. Wow. And, you know what, that, you know, that's, uh, but, you know... Luckily, it didn't escalate beyond any of that. But, you know, having those things happen to you, you know, she was pulled out of bed one night. She had, uh, like, her daughter saw something downstairs. Um, she had something that she woke up, she had a horrible dream, woke up from the dream, and the whole side of her face was ice cold, and something whispered, you're next in her ear. My God. I mean, no, it was not... Good haunting. So you don't think this is something emanating from your home? You do you feel this is something that has attached itself to you? Well, it was kind of um, hard to tell because you now for the first couple of years that it was going on, it was never anything. It didn't necessarily seem like it targeted me necessarily um, or anything of that nature. But you know, recently it really seemed to. Um, it almost, yeah, almost like it did attach to me, and it, I would go through these periods of where I, I, I would feel like I can't get out of bed, and it would almost feel like bed. I was. Yeah, there was a few times when Scott was would pull me out of bed and say, "You need to get out of this room because it would just make me feel like oppressed almost." And wow. usually, when I fell into that cycle, was when things would pick up. Um, I had a dream one night that. I was, you know, lying on my side and something in the dream, like, kind of pulled my hip. And when I woke up, I was on the floor. Wow. You know, I had had a soda on my nightstand and it was, like, spilled everywhere. And, you know, and that was probably one of the first things. And, you know, you kind of say in your mind, okay, well, maybe, you know, in the dream you were just, you know, rolling in the bed or whatever. And, you know, you very much sort of rolled out of bed. So we didn't play much credence on that, but then things just started to escalate from there. And um, it seemed also, that had an interesting uh, theory that maybe I was exuding some kind of PK energy because it seemed like when I was upset about something was when it would get intense. Well, you know, that that's two things. I mean, a lot of people believe that, you know, for instance, poltergeist activity is created through that. I'm not a big, not a Big fan of that idea, but the other one is is that uh, spirits will feed on emotion, and certainly if you're upset, then they certainly can feed on that as well. So that would make sense, and and that end of it as well. So yeah, either way, it would definitely have some effect on it. Well, this was kind of a strange thing because no matter what we would do, it would last about three days, and there's like kind of no warning. There was a little bit because Essie started getting all sluggish and everything. 
and something was going to happen, and she would feel it. Like the, the night that the the thing happened, we pulled out of bed. Um, I went over and did a couple things and put some holy water around the room, thinking, "Well, this this will be good. We have somebody coming in next week, early next week. It should be fine." And then that night, it was early, like seven thirty, eight o'clock at night, is when this happened. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, she had actually laid down before the show. She sent me. A, she sent me a thing that said, "Text me so I can wake up for the show." Because she was going to lay down, mm-hmm. and you know, really surprising. And that's that's. Yeah, it's to see someone in the sitting air cowering in a corner is just not something you want to see. No, it's not no. cool at all. And no. so, you know, like Ron said, you're afraid. You know, you're kind of have fear for your team and for the people that are there when you do these things because you have concern for them. You don't want anybody to get hurt. You don't want anybody to have any bad experiences. But when something bad does happen, you know, it's it's kind of uh, it's it, it's really kind of puts you on your guard for, you know, okay, you got to settle them down. Because the first thing she said to me, which was kind of funny, was, I don't want to hear any crap about this was a dream either. <laughs> because we were talking about the, the thing about getting pulled out of bed. Well, maybe you dreamed it and you fell out of bed. The first thing she told me is, I don't want to hear any crap about this being a dream either. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I, I don't really remember funny. saying that, Scott. That's funny. You, oh, you did. You yelled it right at me. I said, well, and you said, I don't want to hear that crap. What did you <laughs> say crap exactly? Yeah, you know it's interesting though, and I believe I think that you, Scott, you believe it too. That when you go on an investigation, you know a lot of times we get a lot of crap that we oh you don't help the spirits move on and all this stuff. Well, Marmion is a very spiritual person and trans medium, and she's certainly uh, capable of doing that kind of stuff. If but we we both believe in this kind of like uh, lazy fear thing that, that that you know it's not our job to interfere unless. It affects the living, and to me, my job is you know to protect the living, not the dead, because they're already gone and they don't belong there anyways. This is our realm, and you know they're not here to share it with us. It's simply it's our realm; it's not theirs, and so get the hell out, basically. So I mean, that's what I'm more concerned about the living than the, the spirits of the past. Uh-huh. Demons and that's what happened with this case. Was, right, and that's exactly yeah. what what you did is, is you protected. Uh, uh, essay, which is, you know, uh, I give you kudos for that. Why, thank you. Yeah, and Scott, you, you have to, um, you have to be honest. I mean, in any investigation, have I ever showed any kind of fear? Oh, no. She, you know, when all these things were happening, I, I give her that. When all these things were happening, like she got pulled out of bed and all those things, she got right up and go to bed. Like two <laughs> hours later, she got to bed. Wow. I'm like, man, I want to sleep in that friggin' room. Are you I crazy? couldn't do it. No. Uh-uh. It's not like I'm a, a highly, like, like terrible person, you know? So, I, you know, I, I, I don't think that, you know, I'm the type of person that would, you know, jump at every little thing. So when something affects you to that point, you know, when you're, lay, when you're laying in bed on your stomach and you're yanked halfway out of your bed by your pants and your pants are down when you wake up, that's, mm. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Usually that's my wife, but that's all right. Boy, you're you're on you're on your game tonight, aren't you, Ron? Yeah. So, anyways, uh, that's that's good. Uh, yeah. No, but Essie, uh, you I know that you had uh, some notables come there. I know. Can we mention their names? Or can we mention this or not? Uh, what do you think, Scott? 
What's that? Mentioning names that came and helped. Oh, sure, why not? I'd already mentioned them. Okay. <laughs> Please. <laughs> oh, yeah, you did, didn't you? Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I mean, I, it doesn't matter to me. I don't really give a crap. Yeah. Uh, but you did. You brought in uh, John Zavis, I believe, correct? Right. Mm-hmm. And, and who else? Debbie and Larry Elwood. Larry Elwood. And, and I'm not Elwood. familiar with Larry Elwood. Who's Larry Elwood? He is married to Debbie. He's a he's a priest. Uh, okay. Okay. Sure. And it was, you know, it was. He's not. He's to, not. He's not a Roman Catholic priest. No. No. Okay. Uh, it was determined that it wasn't anything, because you're thinking like scratches and stuff like You're thinking like this could be something that could be on the dark side. Right. It could be that way, and, and um, it wasn't. There was actually a human spirit doing all this, really? which kind of made sense with some of the stuff that went on. That now, now how, is that de- how is that determined, Scott? Debbie, who's a psychic, uh, yeah. uh, you know, went through the house, and she said, you know, I just feel a lot of it really just a lot of anger, and I feel this and that. And when we were in Essie's bedroom doing, she did a clearing, and she did, you know, sent them to the other side, you know, to the light and stuff, like Maureen would probably do. Um, I think not. This one spirit came to her that was very, very, very angry. And, um, you know, she had told Essie, you know, tell her, to, tell her to leave. It's not her place anymore, and they did that. And it, it worked out. So far, it's been so far so good. But well, I think that, you know, what's that? That's great. Yeah, and, you know, when we, we all went out to, to dinner after it, and Ashley's like, that's it? She was like, well, what if it comes back? And they're like, you can't think like that. Just, you know, it, it's Exactly. Very, I, I'll go 100% with that. And, and she's like, and she rode over to the restaurant with me, and she's like, I just don't feel like, you know, it's gone. And I'm like, well, then you need to tell them. Mm-hmm. And we get to the restaurant, and I'm like, Essie's got something to ask you guys, and she talked to him, and she felt better after. I said, you know, that's that's probably the reason that, that a lot of people, you know, these hauntings become a lot more than they, than they are, because you get somebody in, you, you clear it out, then all they do is talk about it, and all they do is think about it, next thing you know, it's haunted again, you, but it's not really you, haunted. Actually, you actually re-invite them, is, is what happens. Yeah. And, yeah. and you re-invite them. Right. But honestly speaking, to both of you, when you go through something like that, traumatic, you know, for a few months at a time, mm-hmm. and then someone comes into your home and, you know, you agree with everything they've done and, you know, I'm very thankful, it just feels like like you have that thought process, you know, that's it? I mean, really? Is it all gone? Mm-hmm. You can't help but think that it can't be that easy. Yeah, After is that all there is, through, right? Yeah. Well, right. to give you an idea, I mean, uh, we did this investigation one time and, uh, uh, it was a, a place up in New Hampshire. Uh, I came in. We set up our equipment. Da 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 da. I mean, we got some results, but it wasn't really rip rip roaring. You know, probably caught the coolest EVP I ever got. Uh, it was a Class B EVP, but it said it's the Ghostbusters. I thought it was really cool. But anyways, um, after we left, uh, I called the woman up and she said, "Oh, you don't have to worry because I had." Uh, a woman from the spiritual church come in there. Uh, there were 400 revolutionary soldiers there, and there was a portal to the other side, and and there were seven, and there was this guy here, and she this whole list of oh my God. people there. And she said, we showed them the light, and, and everything's fine now. <laughs> just like so that. There you go. I, I don't uh, get that. To me, I, I just don't get that. I don't know. Uh, I, and I, but, you know, I think if someone's psyche 
believes that, that's sometimes all you need. Uh, I probably right. I agree. I agree that the power of the mind is is enormous, absolutely yeah. enormous. Yeah. I mean, positive thinking towards something is gone is probably the biggest thing that can help you in a haunting. Scott, we have run out of time, my friend. Well, it's been a great show. You've been listening to Ghost Chronicles Live with uh, Ron Koch and Ann Rongway Kerrigan. Our very, very special guests have been the fearless ghost hunter Scott Morrow and his sidekick, S.E. Thomas. Thank you so much for having us on. Thank you. And his show is on Broad Talk, uh, the fearless ghost hunter. Look it up. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Good night. Thank you. Have a good night. Yep, good night now. From ghoulies to ghosties. I know every choice has consequences. Some choices, like drugs and drinking and sex, could change my life forever. 